0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet.
2: Campbell Responsible Call 1-800-858-858.
1: On SENSA, you're listening to The Sandful Show. For Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. The Host Plus Sandful League is just warming up. Feeling those game day vibes?
0: Nothing beats it. Yeah, as you heard just before, Host Plus, certainly an industry super fun for all Australians. Miles Fitzner is in, filling in for Damien, doing a sensational job. I spoke to Matt Doldig just before, the Sandful boss of football. Good fella. Everything's looking very, very good. It was a, certainly a nice round one. Uh, unfortunately, not so much for the Port Adelaide Magpies. They got thrashed. Uh, by the Crows in the end. The Crows looking very, very good. Our next guest has achieved everything when it comes to Sample football. 198 club games, two state games, three premierships. He's yes. in the elusive 200-game club. And more importantly, he's a good friend... <laughs> Of Miles Fitz, <laughs> yeah, his name is Jace Po. <laughs> he
1: might say that.
2: How are you, Bodie?
1: How are you, Jess? Yeah, look, it's an absolute treat to be on, and unfortunately, it is first time on the show with Miles. But uh, I'm sure, yeah, Hazy, you'll uh, you'll carry
0: carry the load this morning. So, a confirmation there. There's a two-way friendship here, Bodie. It's not just in um, talking you up.
1: It's generally one way. Um, yeah, generally one way. But yeah, look, we'll we'll get through the next five minutes with him on the other end. I'm sure we'll be fine.
0: Mate, a bit of housekeeping as well. We've got you on here as part of the past player segment, but from what we're hearing, you're still in ripping nick, and potentially, <laughs> I mean, could you still be playing if Port Adelaide said, "Look, we need you to play"? Can you still play?
1: I think your shoulders are any better nick than mine, Hazy. So, if That's it comes good. to it, um, yeah, if it comes to it, you know that they're going to be pretty decimated if you're if you're seeing me run out there. Um, yeah, look, I, I've been doing a little bit. Um, but certainly don't have any intentions to pull on the boots uh, at any point at this time, besides playing C grade with Miles at Pembroke at the appropriate times. That's <laughs> true.
0: Oh, Miles should not be playing football. Of any- <laughs> <laughs> hey, mate, take us through your role at the uh, Port Adelaide Magpies.
1: Yeah, so uh, fortunate, obviously, to finish off playing some games down there last year whilst I was um, coaching at Payton. Uh it sort of led to an opportunity with Jared Cotton heading up to the Gold Coast as that sort of senior assistant coach uh, within the Magpies setup. So, nothing of it to, uh, to take trainings for the contracted um, Magpies players and then um, game day, I guess, yeah, help um, Lokes with the midfield and alongside Matt Lobe, but also then um, code and review the the games of the contracted players um, weekly. That's pretty well it.
2: So the involvement. Uh, from the SANFL level, from the AFL level. Can you explain to people that sort of within one club, the involvement that you have sort of with the AFL midfield coaches and how that sort of works?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, ultimately, as you guys are aware, this last few months has been quite challenging with COVID. Um, so there hasn't been a lot of crossover in terms of um, the mad pies to, to the AFL team. But um, look, Brent Montgomery... Um, and Luke Kelly and the, the midfield coaches within the AFL setup—they've been excellent in terms of, you know, assisting me with my preparation. Obviously, you know, it's uh, I'm trying to learn a game style and, and a terminology and system pretty quickly. So, yeah, assisting them with what their needs are because ultimately, um, you know, you're going to have five or six of the, the contracted AFL players that are generally playing midfield for Mag. So we need to be aligned with our messaging and um, making sure that they're coming back with the right mindset and, and executing game day.
0: But is the coaching side of things something you've always had an eye on?
1: Oh, a little bit hazy. Like, um, I guess I, I, I probably did towards the back end of my career. I think you transitioned from it, you know, and then my playing ability certainly left me at a very young age. So I had more of an interest in, in others. And obviously that sort of led into the captaincy piece and probably more into the, into the coaching piece. I, I don't feel that it's something that I want to do in a full-time capacity. Um, I'm really happy with my role at the soccer in that play development space. Um, But that said, you know, it's nice to have an involvement at at AFL level and and a great opportunity to learn from, you know, some fantastic coaches and obviously a a great bunch of boys.
2: You played in the sample for a long time. We had Matt Doldig on before Bodie, and uh, we're just talking about the stand rule coming into the SANFL. What are your thoughts on that and how it's going to change the game at sample level?
1: Oh, I think it's going to speed things up. I think, um, you know, you've seen teams in round one try and not get to the mark to stand so they don't get called to pretty well stand still. Ultimately, I, I don't think it's going to make a difference in terms of trying to, like, how did, how you go, go about defending. But, you know, from an attacking position, it should open up the game a little bit more and make it a little bit more free-flowing. We've seen that executed really well in the AFL. Um, so I would suggest that, yeah, Sample will, will follow suit, and we should see some more scoring um, and hopefully, you know, some opportunities for our key forwards within the game to um, get on the end of some some better ball
2: movement. You've got a 10 year premiership reunion coming up. You'd been in the Sample a long time. What are the probably the most significant differences that you've seen um, from when you came back from the D's um, to now in the game at Sample level? Do you think the competition's oh. got better and been more of that? Sort of hunting ground for for AFL clubs.
1: Oh, Hazy's probably as good as anyone to probably ask as well, given his longevity in the game. I, I feel like the competition's probably not as strong. I feel like what their what it used to be was more um, senior players that would hang around, so your reserves were a lot a lot stronger than what they are now. It tends to be, you know and my perception of it is that the reserves comp probably a quite an underage comp like an under 21s under 22s yeah. comp um, so the, the more senior heads don't tend to stay in the sample as long that um, you know that probably either were out of the AFL or not quite up to the standard um, but that said you know probably looking at um, what's happened over the last couple of years the opportunities are still there to, to get picked off in the sample to play AFL with you know the the supplementary periods, um, the mid-season drafts, and, and you've seen guys like Hazy go in and, and you know contribute and have great success. And I wouldn't be surprised if someone like a James Cheetus, um, you know, probably follows suit with the Gold Coast pretty shortly.
0: Oh mate, yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I just sort of feel like oh, maybe a decade ago, or particularly when Norden was just absolutely dominating, it was such a, it was more, it was such a tough contested brand of football versus maybe what it is now perhaps uh, the skills are maybe a little bit more now but but back in the day it just seems like there were bigger stronger bodies
1: yeah I, I, that's my sense of it and i certainly um you know you're only getting to look from the outside in now as opposed to really being properly immersed in it as a player um definitely a lot more contested you know we obviously followed Followed suit from Centrals and, and tried to emulate, you know, their success and the way that they went about things. And it was, you know, it was built off a hard contested style of footy. Um, you still had your guys that could use the ball really nicely, um, no doubt. But you know, the way that we controlled games and, and our era was, you know, trying to slow the play down, um, trying to bring contested style, put numbers around stoppage because that was our one wood, and then congested ball in our forward half. Um, so, yeah, I feel like it's moving more towards a, a VFL style of game that becomes a little bit more uncontested um, and a bit more free-flowing. But
0: and the rules st- of playing
1: are playing it, obviously, are part to that.
0: Yep, absolutely. Uh, your time at Norwood, it's, it's as good as it gets. It's what everyone who plays would dream about, three premierships at a time as well where Nathan Bassett and the Norwood Footy Club reinvented sample football, zoning all these types of things. No one thought it could be done. They did it. And everyone had to play catch-up from there. The premierships you played in. Firstly, do you have a favourite one?
1: Oh, it's hard to go past. Uh, Like, Norwood Port, you know, 40,000 people, first game back at Adelaide Oval, or first grand final back in, you know, whatever that was, 40 years. uh, To be, you know, beating an AFL team, an AFL team that had eighteen or nineteen, you know, listed AFL players and then Nathan Cracker and, and Steve Summerton, like it was a pretty pretty significant deal given that we'd also lost, you know, our, our turnover of players from two thousand thirteen was probably up to upwards of ten plus, you know, bass left as well. So the significance of that, um, yeah, probably highlight yeah, Norwood Port, obviously, yeah. So that that's probably my high high of the grand finals. Obviously beating Westies, um and and North were significant as well, um, but yeah, definitely the port game. But yeah, I think we look back and go, everything we tried to do was was emulate the success that you know you had yourself, Hazy, at Centrals. And I know that there was a few of us that really drove that. You know, we hated losing to you guys, and, and we wanted to make sure that the changing of the guard was was built on you know playing a tough, contested style of footy. And and um, yeah. Also having a really good time off of it, which is obviously what you guys did really well.
2: Let, let's get off this two-way pump-up <laughs> session here. Oh, your long career, your premierships, your premiere Fair dinkum. Hayes is
1: feeding
2: it. Hayes is feeding it. Oh, you Oh, yeah. You, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, you had a great. You had a long career. No, you had a long
0: career. Hey, uh, sorry, yeah, sorry, fair sorry. Fitzy's trying to derail this, boys. I'm, I'm <laughs> having a great time. <laughs>
2: yeah, you yeah. guys can just sit there and wax lyrical on how many flags did you win? <laughs>
0: hey, just, just quickly before then. In terms of the celebrations, who was very, very good? Because oh, I, I, I even I, I could answer this. I feel like you'd be up there as well, Jase. <laughs> no,
1: nah, look, I I was oh, I didn't miss out, but I was somewhat <laughs> tame compared to um, you know the the pups that the generally the pups that missed out were the ones that quite often you know they come into the game and or catch a bus to the grand final and already be sort of 10, 12 deep and be throwing at a pass time when we hadn't even won it. You know, there's some pretty infamous <laughs> stories of guys that, um, yeah, needed some support standing as soon as we won the grand final. Um, oh, look, I think who was good? Zorzi obviously didn't miss out on any opportunity. Um, Kieran McGuinness, they led from the front in terms of their on and off-field behaviour. Um, they set a pretty high standard for, for us to follow. Um, and then some guys like Chippendale, Rook, um, Ooh, yeah, they, they loved it cer- certainly did miss out and then you had blokes like Trent DeMont that would come through at 17 and, and yeah would pretty well be still standing three days later so um, yeah everyone contributed ac- across, the,
2: across the journey there uh, yeah, there's a few stories to be told we might save them for another day Jay so I want your thoughts quickly on um, if you had to pick maybe one or two guys still running around in the SANFL now to keep an eye on from a mid-season draft perspective I feel like Hayes and Cheetahs were probably the you know, two of the more standouts we've seen Skinner come through from South. Um, have you got one or two that you think maybe throughout the year or that you've, you've just seen or heard about that, that might be going somewhere?
1: Yeah, I, to be honest, I mean, it's really hard given that I haven't had a lot of um, best interests over the past 18 months of, uh, of who's, who's back in the competition. But I think you look at guys like, um, you know, Kennelly, Um, from Norwood who's come back and obviously had a year last year where he's pretty successful and and now has been elevated to a vice-captain and obviously playing in a a game style um, and a contested brand of footy that that Jade really drives, I think that's going to hold him in pretty good stead. Um, I think you've got guys... um, I I like that Luke Beacon from Eagles across half-back. He he did some really nice things last year. I know that the Saints were looking at him um, pretty closely as well. So... There's probably a couple. I think Vossi's young lad at Sturt seems to he had a pretty good start yeah. to um, his career as well. and um, I think he had 30 again on the weekend. Um, so, so some younger players, there's probably yeah a couple that haven't had the opportunities and, and guys like Kennelly that have filtered back into the AFL, filtered back into the Sanford from AFL a little. Um, yeah, I'm sure he'll be putting a hand up at the right time too.
0: Jeez, oh, mate, if, if age wasn't a factor, what about Anthony Wilson on the weekend? Oh, the first <laughs> I, quarter. Ask Jason about him and uh, paid him first oh, and then he's <laughs> gone. First quarter, I thought he was going to yeah. kick 10. He was just no, he, a mile ahead yeah, of everyone so, else against the Christ.
1: Yeah, so he's had he's had 10, 10 shots at goal um, and we were talking about last night at training. He just felt that he had the game had slowed down for him again um, and it certainly felt like that watching. Um, Rabs is a guy that I think that if you whatever level he just adjusts to pretty pretty comfortably. Um he's obviously yeah, I was fortunate enough to coach him at Payne last year and he had some games where and he got obviously some pretty heavy attention, but he had some games where he just took the absolute Mickey. Um and I think, you know, you've seen that he's still got a lot to offer at a Stanford level. He's gonna be pretty hard, um pretty hard for any opposition to match up on. So yeah, it's been nice um for him to somewhat returned to his roots given that he started as a Maggies player and, and won an 18s flag there back in 2011, I think. So um, no, nah, he's been, he's been sensational to be back around the group.
0: Jace, uh, absolute pleasure to speak to you this morning, mate. It's an unbelievable career you've had and uh, luckily for the Sample and footy fans, you're still involved in some capacity, mate, but uh, we'll catch up with you again really soon and uh, all the best for the Maggies for the rest of the no. season.
1: Appreciate that, gents. Good luck
2: and good luck through the next
0: thirty minutes with Miles, Hazy. <laughs> 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 Not too long to go. Just got uh, we have a chat with Serge, but um... well, we, we
2: were willing him to get that SANFL Life membership because he's two tickets to the football for life, see? Yeah. So, um, so we've got
0: that'll yeah. be nice. That's yeah. that's why you're keeping. That's nice why was, was, we were tickets every weekend. He sort
2: of said, "Oh, should I? Oh, maybe I'll just should I top in and fill in? Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Didn't, do you need a rub down? Like, what do you, what do you need? <laughs> <laughs> well, I you are, get you in the the ice bath.
0: Oh, there you go. No, it was 200 games, so he's uh, had such a phenomenal career. Three-time Premiership player, as we know. Uh, Really good to speak to Jace Bode this morning. uh, We're going to speak to the North Adelaide coach, Jacob Surgeon. Really, really nice win over the Eagles. He got round one for Surge, Another good fella. Another good fella, Surge, Very good fella. So we'll catch up with him. Um, we are, of course, doing it thanks to Host Plus. The Host Plus Sample League is just warming up, so if you're feeling those game day vibes, nothing beats it. Get around it. This is the Sample Show. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps
1: to do on it. Like
0: um, polishing off this wine.
2: That's tough.
1: Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.